Welcome to the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. The Informants Nerdcast is powered by Branson's IMAX Entertainment Complex, The Sign Man and Hollister, Comic Force, White River Design Company, and 1984 Branson Arcade. Well, 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 what is up, fellow geeks and nerds? Welcome back to Spotify land and all major podcast platforms where you get your informing on. This is the Informants Nerdcast. I'm a nerd. And I'm Josh Grisham. You can also call me a nerd. I'm Tim Church. Well, we are uh, in the beginning throes of season two. Welcome to episode number five. And of course, uh, whether you're listening to us now, later, the day after later, and even the day after later, later. You might be checking us out on Facebook Live as we set up this recording, but we are proud to have you joining us in all corners of this planet that we call Earth. Still expanding, still podcasting, and still informing as we do. Buddy, it's good to be back on all of our major podcast platforms and doing what we do best. You know, I won't lie. I know that some people have been sad we've been away, and so I'm excited to come back to them. Did you did you did you get a list of names on that by the chance so you could apologize to them each one individually? You didn't, uh, did you? No, because it would take too long for us <laughs> to make each and every single one of those apologies. Uh, I'm going to make greeting cards though, and uh, I'll mail those out first thing next week. Please don't. They don't have multi-page greeting cards because we know how you get. It'll be high noon by the time you get done. But we have got a full week and beyond of big news, breaking news across our social platforms that we're going to recap for you here on this edition of the Informants Nerdcast. Let's get into it with an old gang. Mr. Church, you got the floor. Lead us to the promised land. I was hoping you'd give this to me. I really did. Of course, because you you appreciate them more than I do. Because when this dropped today, uh, I welled up. I really did. When I saw that you had shared this, um, it, it, it hit the old heartstrings. But I thought you welled up because I actually got to it first. You know, no, well that that too. Um, <laughs> you get emotional. So, um, but guys, it's finally happening. Friends is returning in form of a reunion on HBO Max. Uh, we are so close to it. May twenty seventh, I believe. Yes, May. Uh, it's so close. It's literally right around the bend here that we're going to have the friends reunion, Phoebe Chandler, Joey, Monica, Rachel, and Ross are all going to be together once again, uh, as their actor counterparts, of course, but the official trailer dropped for that today on HBO max. Uh, the Facebook page shared that and frankly, May 27th can't get here sooner. So I urge you don't walk, run, jog as fast as you can to our Facebook page to go watch that trailer right now. It's, uh, I'll just say this, literally, folks, depending upon when you listen to this, right now we're currently at eight days away from this thing happening. It's not that long of a wait. And and can I just say, it looks like they're pretty much having any random night that any other person in America would actually have. And the only one of the cast members that really looks like they haven't aged that much is Jennifer Aniston. How many unicorns has she consumed over the last 10 years? That's a great question, and yeah, I'm sure it's we, a lot. we're not allowed to say because we don't want to get sued by her publicist. Not again. Okay, I'm just going to go with uh, 2,736. Go ahead, sue away, publicist. Next bit of news uh, in the Informants Nerdcast. This one, um, it's either going to work or it's not going to work at all. I'm leaning towards the fact that it's not going to work at all. A Harry Potter TV series has been announced. This is going to be coming out to HBO Max. Oh, and by the way... We're not continuing the story. We're not focusing on any centralized characters. It's not going to be Harry by himself or uh, um, Hermione or Ron or Voldemort or Dolores Umbridge. Nothing like that. It's just going to be a whimsical quiz show full of questions. 
So, Harry Potter Jeopardy? What is your curse, Harry? I'll take that for 60, please. Um, This is... I'm just going to go ahead and predict it now. I'm going to call a colossal flop on this one. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to be worth watching. We've got HBO Max, so I'm sure we'll check it out at some point, won't we? Oh, yeah, 100%. And then, you know, there are so many Harry Potter lovers out there. And, and if it's mm. going to be like, yes. you know, like a game show type scenario where they bring on fans to participate, then it might have a pretty good following. Who knows? Who knows? Personally, I just want to see like a live dueling show. Once they figure out how to make real magic wands and they can actually really expelliarmus somebody across the room, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I am totally there. Who needs the purge when you have expelliarmus? Uh, this was pretty exciting news. I did not know if they were going to find the correct actress for this role. But I think that they finally have in the form of Ginny Ortega, who will be playing Wednesday Adams in Tim Burton's upcoming live action Adams Family spinoff series that's coming to Netflix. Uh, of course, we reported the news a couple weeks ago that Christina Ritchie, who was the original Wednesday Adams in the Adams Family films, could potentially be coming back into that world as Morticia and playing playing that role, which would be really cool. And I Jeez. think. She's grown up, mm-hmm. she's still goth, mm-hmm. and she's more than likely depressed enough to play Morticia. I only say that line there because actually people were reacting to the news of Jenna Ortega actually going to be uh, cast as Wednesday Adams, and a lot of people were joking, that was the big running joke in the meme, is that she was, uh, yeah, she looks depressed enough to play the role. Mm-hmm. That, that is that need. is key. That's that's critical. You need to be yeah. really, really depressed. You know, and I'm sure coming out of the pandemic, there was a sure a ton of depressed people trying out for the role. So, well, all elite wrestling, AEW dynamite. Yes. The wrestling promotion that got us banned on Twitch for three days is moving from TNT Wednesdays to TBS Wednesdays. Think, say this with me for a second. TBS dynamite, TBS dynamite, TBS Dynamite. It'll start rolling off the tongue eventually. TBS Wednesdays, January 2022. That announcement coming out from Turner. They've got some additional wrestling shows in the work. There will be more than one that airs. You've got AEW Dark. And as I understand, there will be another show that airs on Fridays on TNT. So if you're a big fan of AEW, like we are here at Nerd Informants Media and the Informants Nerdcast, there is lots to like about that. More Chris Jericho and more Judas. That's a win-win, baby. (laughs) Uh, Tiffany Haddish is going to be hosting a new show called Friday Night Vibes over on TBS. So I guess with Conan O'Brien leaving TBS to pursue other opportunities, they need to bring another big name over to that one big name network, uh, TBS. So Tiffany Haddish now has that spot. So we're going to find out what Friday Night Vibes, this movie showcase she's going to be doing is going to be all about. I'm sure we'll find out more details soon. Couldn't they have just called it Haddish Reacts? Oh. And gone with that. I mean, I like, I, I like the concept. So, I mean, do you think we're going to see like, uh, like Haddish on a velvet couch watching classic movies and reacting in real time? You think that's what it's going to be? I mean, you know, there, there, there's potential for that. I mean, Leslie Jones kind of has her own little thing going on where she's, you know, reacting to stuff on Twitter. So, you know, honestly, I think it's a very big possibility that this could be the direction they're going. And Leslie wasn't available, so they got Tiffany. It's possible. Color me excited. It's going to be uh, going to be interesting. She's a very funny gal, and I think she'll make a great host. 
If you are a fan of Naughty Dog's uh, magnum opus, The Last of Us Part Two, and you're the owner of a PlayStation 5, there's not many of us out there. Chip shortages abound and all that good stuff, and Sony just really struggling to keep up in all facets. But if you've got a PS5 and you have got The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, you need to boot it up, and you need to have another playthrough because you'll be able to play it in its purest form as Naughty Dog has released a surprise patch. It is out right now, and you can play The Last of Us Part Two in 60 frames a second. Pure wow. bliss on a console, looking better and playing smoother than ever. So lots to like about that, and kudos to Naughty Dog for releasing that out. PlayStation 5 owner, go and get it done and get your playthrough on The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, big news coming from HBO Max, clearly, and, and this one is no exception. Uh, a Superman animated series starring Jack Quaid as Clark Kent himself. Superman uh, is going to be coming to HBO Max slash Cartoon Network. So the first picture that they've showed from the scene that we've got up on our Facebook and other social platforms Looks to me more like an anime series, like maybe a good mix between anime and even a hint of Pokemon, you know, like these guys could easily be mistaken for Pokemon trainers. Like I'm kind of waiting for a Pokemon to show up in the background just on the look of it, but a new Superman cartoon, I could never say no to that. So I'm pumped for that. And plus Jack Quaid's awesome. So, and he's got a pretty cool voice. So I'm excited to see what he does with the character. It is definitely uh, a, a different look for the characters. Whether they are accurate or not in the vernacular of comic lore, well, that's going to be up for you to decide. I'm taking a look at that picture, and I'm like, nope, nope, that's not really reacting to me much. The news, though, that uh, broke the internet, at least for today at the recording of the Informants Nerdcast, Batman Caped Crusader animated series is in the works. This is coming to us from J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Batman, the animated series co-creator, Bruce Tim, I like this because mm-hmm. just looking at the key art for this harken back to me spending time watching the Batman, the Batman animated series after school every day. Loved that art direction. Loved the vocals of Kevin Conroy. Um, this I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Bring it back and just expand that universe and, and bring me Batman. I love the look of it. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, my only hope is, is that they will be bringing Kevin Conroy back for the role. Like I, I've not seen any official news on that, but I can't imagine Bruce Tim doing a Batman animated project without Kevin Conroy or Mark Hamill in the Joker role for that matter, uh, with anybody else. I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. So they could just go ahead and make that announcement. That'd be great. Uh, let's see. So we got a new trailer for Resident Evil Infinite Darkness out today, uh, which is going to be coming to Netflix. So uh, I, I honestly don't know too terribly much about this. You know, the Resident Evil reboot is kind of where I focused a lot of my attention at the last couple months, you know, posting and making sure people are up to date on it because I'm excited for it. For, but this looks interesting. It, it definitely does. Uh, de- it's animated, cartoonish type, uh, almost... I don't know what you want to call it. I guess it's anime. Would you consider it anime? Um, More CGI. Yeah, CGI. Um, So we'll see what happens with it. Uh, It's going to be coming out to uh, Netflix pretty soon. So we'll be on the lookout for it whenever it drops and give you guys a review if either of us watch it, if either of us are bored enough. Um, Definitely, it isn't going to come down to a boredom factor for me. I will be watching that because especially... Um, it expands the lore of Claire Redfield, that story, Leon Kennedy as well. And plus, I mean, as Tim said, the art direction is perfect. I'm ready for another trip back into Raccoon City. That one, I think, is going to be a big sleeper hit. 
I'm going to let Tim expand on this one a little bit, but I'll start us off. Alexei Shostakov and Yelena Belova are on the run as Russia starts cleaning house. Now, the Red Guardian starts hunting down state secrets, putting himself right back in his home country's crosshairs, dragging the White Widow along with him. But the motherland is new heroes now. Not even the Red Room could have prepared Alexei and Yelena for the Winter Guard's retribution, Winter Guard number one. It's a new four-issue epic thriller from Ryan Cady and Jan Bazaluda kicking off this new series. Love the art direction. I love the look of the White Widow. Winter Guard, it's going to be out soon. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm pumped for this for one reason. I, I love these short, limited series one-offs. It really wraps up, and they, they include a ton of detail in every single comic. So it's definitely something you're going to want to look forward to uh, come August. I think that this is probably something that we could have seen a lot earlier had uh, Black Widow, the Black Widow film, where we were going to be introduced to the White Widow and the Red Guardian for the first time in the film. I think Marvel may have been waiting for that, which is why we're going to be getting this in August, just a few short weeks after the hopeful final release of Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow in theaters. So I'm pumped for this. Uh, The Winter Guard is comprised of the Crimson Dynamo, Vanguard, Darkstar, Ursa Major, Perun, and Chernobog. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm a little loose on my Russian Marvel villains, so forgive me if I'm incorrect on this, but uh, Chernobog is is a giant grizzly bear um, who is very scary. So yay, killer grizzly bears attacking Marvel characters. What more can you ask for? Um, Also for Marvel, um, we've got our first trailer for the Wastelanders Old Man Star-Lord podcast, uh, which is going to be coming out. Um, There's a couple no-names that are going to be doing voices in there, but the biggest name that I recognize is that Chris Elliott, uh, probably... Josh will recognize him from Groundhog Day, among other films. Um, but he uh, is going to be voicing, voicing Rocket Raccoon in the podcast. So I think that should be a lot of fun to hear his voice behind that. Wastelanders Old Man Star-Lord. Yeah, I'll give that a listen check and see what it is. David Ramsey's Return to the Arrowverse forthcoming. Now, TV Line has a look at the historic Western character that he's going to be playing on Legends of Tomorrow. Now, Ramsey will be accordingly guest-starring in episodes of Legends, Supergirl, The Flash, Superman, and Lois, Batwoman, and also directing three episodes. So David Ramsey is going to be uh, real, real busy. The first-look image we had on our Facebook page uh, really looks like a cosplay photo shoot. So um, <laughs> I- I'm hoping to see more of this in motion, but uh, he's got his work cut out for him. He's going to be all over the place. So watch any one of those and get caught up with David Ramsey's epic return to the Arrowverse. He will be all over the place. And just to add a tiny snippet to that from an interview I read today with him is that for those of you who watched the Arrow season finale, uh, series finale even, everybody knows that John Diggle had a mysterious glowing green box present itself to him at the end of the episode, um, which hypothetically, assumedly, actually had a glowing green ring inside of it. So everybody's been kind of hoping that when we see Diggle again, he's going to be sporting that you know, animated green costume that Ryan Reynolds was never a fan yeah. of. However, what I've learned today is that might not be the case, that instead of seeing him suit up, he's actually going to be going through the phases of how to not 
suit up, if that makes sense. So he's going to go and see the consequences of his actions of not accepting the invitation that a certain Lantern Corps has presented him. So there's going to be consequences for him not wearing the green suit, and I'm hoping that's going to eventually lead to him wearing a green suit, but I guess we'll find out. I guess they had to make that interesting rather than just sitting there telling him, hey, you're fired. Story's done. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that he's coming back for five episodes, being in different, all the Arrowverse shows, making an appearance on all of them, and then directing, I think he's directing two of the episodes that he's in, but he's only going to be in, there's one episode that he's directing that he's not in, if that makes sense. Um, so moving on to some really cool items that I really hope you guys will join us on our social channels to check out. But we had some really cool souvenirs and uh, food and beverage novelties that dropped from Disneyland's Avengers Campus that took place. And uh, just to go over a few of them, there's going to be an Iron Man Nano Gauntlet drink holder. Uh, there's going to be a glowing pin particle capsule and glowing pin particle disc to light up your beverage in a red or a blue. Then there's pint-sized pints of mini beer, uh, as well as a, a couple of really sweet treats, such as a cosmic cream orb and a sweet spiral ration. Uh, and then, of course, you can't go to Avengers Campus without leaving with some shawarma. So there's going to be several options for it. They've got several shawarma carts set up throughout the campus so that you can be on the lookout for, which, of course, is a throwback to the 2012's The Avengers in credit scene, where the Avengers are enjoying some shawarma <laughs> so the pictures are really cool i invite you guys to go check them out and uh yeah if anybody wants to send us to disney world to see those for ourselves we'll we'll accept that invitation gladly knives out sequel is continuing to grow and burst at the seams with an all-star cast and then some uh this movie ring johnson uh, is certainly adding and upping the ante over the first go around leslie odom jr the newest member to join that star studded call sheet Odom's going to be joining fellow cast members Catherine Hahn, Janelle Monnier, Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, as well as returning star Daniel Craig. They are all going to be joining that cast. So that movie is shaping up very, very nicely. And something tells me I don't think we're quite done with the star-studded cast announcement announcements for that particular film. Mm -mm. I'm excited. Um, I was sold uh, the moment that Daniel Craig was coming back, and then it just kept getting better and better and better from there. If you were to ask Tim and I, it was Agatha all along. <laughs> uh, while I enjoyed certain dynamics of the nice Knives Out first film, one, Knives Out one, I guess, uh, I think these characters and these actors that they're bringing in are going to add a whole new dynamic to the sequel. So I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing them take on those roles. Guys, uh, I, I know there's been a lot of speculation of late of whether or not this movie is going to be even any good or worth the wait, um, but we've got some of the early critic reviews for Fast and Furious 9 or F9. Uh, they're out, and, and just to read one of them, uh, the, the, my favorite one actually, the action continues to be pure bonkers, adrenaline, and the story actually gets some exciting depths, absolute blockbuster bliss. And that's from Mike Reyes with Cinema Blend. I, I've got several different quotes uh, from early critic reviews that got to, to go to early screenings of the film. So check out our social pages to read all of them. There, there's a handful, so I'm not going to go over all of them. But all, all you need to know is that F9 is actually good. Like, it, it looks like they're back to where they were towards, you know, F5 or F6 and 
not where they went with F six and seven and eight. Or yeah, I'm not. Qu- I'm not quite there yet. But uh, at some point, whether they get to all eleven films or not, I might be ready to hit Control Escape on the keyboard <laughs> and and back myself out of it. To be fair and honest and legit and real with you guys, um, Tim is right. It, it's mostly positive news for this. Out of all the ones that were released early, there was like one negative review, and I think that person was probably just having a bad day. But there is one negative review out there on F nine. But hey, ultimately at the end of the day, what you really care about. Whether or not it's certified nerdy. Exactly. We'll let you know about it when we become cool and we can actually go and see it with the rest of the public masses because we haven't gotten our screener invitations yet on Nerd Informants, but that'll happen at some point. Someday. Oh, now, now, some of you may know this, some of you may not. So it was up on my soapbox uh, in the last week or so <laughs> because we did have a, uh, a Twitch ban for, for uh, 48 hours. 48 hours, folks, was the Twitch ban that we had. And it was because we decided to, you know, stream basic cable that we pay for on Twitch and to share AEW wrestling with the masses. And apparently some guy that worked in the adult film industry for 19 years and uh, uh, runs this business that he hasn't really updated uh, since 2019 um, called Nate Glass decided that he had a lot of free time on his hands and managed to catch my stream out of all the hundreds of thousands of options on the Twitch platform. The report came in. And then we were banned for streaming basic cable that we pay for for 48 hours. Yet, there are all kinds of other questionable streams and basic cable content that are being streamed on a regular basis on Twitch. Not to mention the whole hot tub meta. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you have no idea what the hot tub meta is, just go on Twitch and you'll see a still scene of some person in a bikini in a hot tub um, streaming and chatting. That's what the hot tub meta is. They're doing that to get all kinds of views. Well, Sweet Justice came in the form of one of the most popular female streamers on Twitch who decided to be the progenitor and the creator of the whole hot tub meta. You know what happened? Twitch, with no explanation, no notice whatsoever, came in and took all of the ad revenue away from Twitch streamer Amaranth. If you don't know who Amaranth is, I'm not going to give you a bio on her. She's the redhead, and she's got the most views on Twitch at any given time. Just go and check it out if you're really that curious. Her ad revenue is gone. She got no warning about it, and predictably, she's been all over social media whining and crying about it. Where it's going to go? What is Twitch going to do? I don't know. It's an interesting drama, folks, but I'll just tell you, whatever it is you do, just be careful. And by all means, do something that is actually worthwhile on that platform. Streaming in a hot tub in a bikini is not worthwhile. If you have a difference of opinion on me, you can send the hate mail to Facebook, and we can debate it, and we can talk about it. But, again, I'll use the same euphemism that I did before about, what are you going to do when you get married and you have kids one day, and those questions come up, and you have to explain that? That's for Amaranth and any other person that does a hot tub stream on, on Twitch to decide. I don't have an opinion to, to say about it. In other news, Tim is starting his own hot tub channel where he will be posing in a bikini. And uh, you can find that up on uh, on Twitch as well as other streaming platforms very, very soon. So, and folks, I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just tell you, you know, he's saying that for pure comedic effect. Or am I? He is. Uh, so we got a really cool trailer the other day. Uh, Martin Short... Gomez. 
I don't really need to say more, but I will just to explain to you who are listening. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez are teaming up for the new Hulu series, Only Murders in the Building. Uh, we don't know a ton of details about this right now, but I, I'm very excited to see these three team up. Um, the trailer first starts off very serious, and you're thinking, oh man, is Martin Short and Steve Martin doing this like serious TV series now like that's kind of out of their element but then quickly you realize that this is going to be a bit of a hysterical comedy so I'm excited to see it take place and see what happens especially when you throw young Miss Selena Gomez in the mix and honestly when you watch the trailer and you hear uh, Selena Gomez uh, cursing in the trailer it kind of it kind of throws you for a loop a little bit because you you see this pristine uh, girl that doesn't do anything wrong we all know that's not true because Selena Gomez has got a life outside of social media. Lord only knows what she does. But to hear her uh, curse like that, it was kind of refreshing. Honestly, I'll say this. The anchors in the foundation are Steve Martin and Martin Short. The wild card is Miss Gomez. And mm -hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion she's going to surprise and she's going to deliver in this Hulu series. I really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can't imagine the two of the uh, elite gentlemen that are Martin and Short uh teaming up with her otherwise. So I'm, I'm very pumped for it. And in this other news, you could kind of take it as trivia as well as to find out which one of these actors has been out of work the longest. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep an open mind. I actually like this pairing because it's mainly insanely weird. Kevin James, Taylor Lautner, and Rob Schneider. Go to a bar. No, I'm just kidding. But you, you, those three names together are not three names that you would ever expect to be paired up. That's why I think this might work. They're going to star in a football comedy, Home Team, inspired by the life of New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton. Now, the film is going to take place two years after Payton wins the Super Bowl, but he gets suspended, after which he goes back to his hometown and coaching his 12-year-old son's Pop Warner football team. What's going to be amazing is, is that Rob Schneider is probably going to try to play the 12-year-old in the movie, and that's just going to make it so so meta and so weird. I, I, it's it's weird. I'm going, to, I'm going to reserve an open mind, but generally... Um, Rob Schneider's attached to something. Um, it ends up being a misfire. Kevin James has also been a misfire lately in his career. Early on, not so much. Taylor Lautner uh, needs to find a way to, A, get back to work, but also really get far away from his Jacob days. And this might be the role to do it. I'll keep an open mind. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, this is the first, you know, bigger name feature that Taylor's done in five or six years. I mean, he's really he's had a couple small roles here and there, but as far as being a featured player, this is going to be the first time in quite some time. Does does a wolf crap in the woods? <laughs> Just you know, uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's a, some really bad Twilight humor for you there. So as soon as I can save enough pennies, this will be joining the collection here at Nerd Informants HQ. Dude, 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 dude. Remember, uh, don't take care of the important things. Take your 99 shekels over to Best Buy and just go ahead and buy this because we can get some videos of you uh, doing the snap. This thing is not working. Why is this? Why? I'm still here. What is going on? <laughs> I'm trying to delete myself as half the universe. Why isn't this working? Uh, guys, guess what? You can now wield the power of the Infinity Stones with the new Marvel Legends series Iron Man Nano Gauntlet, which was inspired, of course, by Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. It is now up for pre-order. However, just looking at the Hasbro site right now, because I wanted to remind myself of the cost, which, by the way, is $124.99. So you uh, want to take out a small bank loan to pay for it, then that's probably what you'll have to do if you're anything like me and my bank account. 
So uh, this thing is really cool looking though. Like I got to say, I, I, I'm really hoping this is really truly what it's going to look like. And this is not just the way it's been doctored up for sales, but this looks really, really good. Probably one of the best looking gauntlets that they've put out since the film came out. They've had two years. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, honestly, it doesn't look bulky and toyish. Yeah, it, it looks legit. It look, you know, and, and that's been my biggest issue with the Infinity Gauntlet and, and with the Nano Gauntlets that they've come out the last two years. They're just so oval and big, but this one is tall and slender and looks like it's going to slip right over Robert Downey Jr.'s arm so he can perform the snap and save everybody. Sad news on the entertainment scene as well. This mm-hmm. this this broke our hearts and the community responded in kind uh, through our Facebook channel. But actor Charles Grodin, uh, he's best known for his understated and awkward humor in uh, many films, The Heartbreak Kid, Midnight Run, the Beethoven movies. Um, and in our Facebook post, Tim conspicuously left off Clifford, but we're also going to put that one in there as well. He passed away Tuesday of bone marrow cancer at the age of 86. And really, uh, Charles hadn't been in the news for a very long time, so really this did come out of left field. Uh, Tim mm-hmm. and I were just talking about the fact that didn't know he was 86 yeah, uh, and didn't know that he had been uh, suffering from cancer, but certainly left an indelible legacy in the realm of acting. And uh, personally, I mean, you know, too soon Martin Short did him in. I don't know. I mean, it's time on Clifford, but uh, he, he is never going to be uh, forgotten because he was a big part of many of our childhoods, a very mm-hmm. gifted actor, and he will be sorely missed. Yeah, easily uh, his role is George Newton in the Beethoven movies. Uh, you know, I don't think he's given enough credit for that role. Uh, seriously, like the amount of physical stress and anxiousness that he had to rile up every time he did a scene. I mean, how do you get your face so red and puffy like that, George? Uh, Frankly, probably should be considered in the top 10, top 20 best TV movie dads of all time. Like seriously, is such a phenomenal movie, and that's what I will probably recognize him for the best is being the dad in the Beethoven movies. It's kind of like I don't know, I don't know if you realize this or not, but you've made me a felon, and you're sitting here, and the only thing you want to do is you want to go to Dinosaur World. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, no doubt about it. So, and also just looking through his IMDb credits, I mean, the dude was in some serious stuff that, frankly, I didn't even. Did you know he was in the King Kong movie with Jeff Bridges? Like it just, I never noticed that that he, he was, was in it. He was the guy in the ape suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he was he was Kong's double. Yeah, uh, no, but and I never recognized him because he had a mustache. He had a mustache going on for his role there, and just blew right over my head. But yeah, uh, very sad to hear about his passing. And uh, poor Tim, I feel bad for him. Anytime anybody puts a mustache on, Tim loses all sight of them. <laughs> I mean, if I let my mustache th- grow out, I freak myself out every time I look in the mirror. He's he's been forgetting me every day with my beard. It's 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 just normal. <laughs> it's like fifty first dates. I have to watch a videotape and look at all the people that have beards and mustaches this week, so I don't freak out when I see them. Come here, let me feel your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, do you like Rambo? Are you a fan of Nakatomi Plaza? Call the 80s, anyone? Um, hello, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Plaza. You know how this works. Uh, that's right. So Call of Duty has got this really cool new... I, I don't. Is it going to be a full game? You, you posted this, so maybe you know no. more than I, but is it just like it's a, a patch? It, it's, a, it's a patch. It's an add-on to Call of Duty Warzone, okay. which it, what has happened is, is that Nakatomi Plaza has essentially appeared in the middle of the map, and they've applied these skins for your characters, that you can become Rambo or John McClane from Die Hard. And I will just say this. Yeah, it's cool they put Nakatomi Plaza because it is fully explorable from top to bottom. 
So it Ooh. essentially becomes this new you know playground in multiplayer. Uh, it's a cool thing. I love it. But my God, man, uh, the the art direction for for uh, Call of Duty. Uh, uh, they need some help because the skins for Rambo and John McClane look nothing like the characters. It's it's god awful. But they're I give them credit. Chunky. Yeah, they're they're chunky, blocky. They don't look like the actual characters. But Nakatomi Plaza in the game, that's cool. If it adds more fun to Warzone, go and get your Call of Duty on. It's available right now. The action gets underway beginning tomorrow. Tighten your headband and don't forget your shoes. Go ahead and kick Hans Gruber's ass right off of Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, okay. So Tim had this one, and uh, I'm excited. Why? I mean, I really don't care about the rest of the characters, but Mike and Sully are back. A little uh, mini trailer is out for Monsters at Work, and it uh, retains all the plucky fun of the original films and nice little expansion of on-the-job antics. So it'll be interesting to catch back up with those two key characters, uh, Billy Crystal and uh, John Goodman, back at it again together. Yeah, I mean, seriously, after the disappointment that was Monsters University for Disney... Uh, because all the fans, every single one of us, wanted them to go forward in the franchise and see what happens after Monsters Incorporated. But no, instead, Pixar did the one thing nobody asked for, and they went backwards and made a prequel about Mike and Sully in college, and it was very awkward, disturbing, and unrelatable in any form whatsoever. But they're making up for it now with monsters at work, which hopefully will have enough John Goodman and Billy crystalness to get us through for the rest of millennium. Uh, you shared this and I was very proud of you for, for getting this out there because these are really, really cool and I want them really, really badly. Super sevens, teenage mutant Ninja turtles, ultimate figures are back for a limited time. Uh, $45 for individual or $180 for the entire set. They are available at the super seven online store right now. Essentially you're getting one figure for free. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah. So go ahead and buy all four. Um, that, that would make perfect sense to do. And these guys look great. Um, I, I saw a very tiny, uh, video clip on Facebook shortly after you posted this of the little pieces being separated mm-hmm. before they were like put into their individual boxes. And frankly, it's just really cool. And they, they look great. They're really amazing. I'm very pumped that they're releasing these figures because uh, they look they look as good as they did when they initially came out. You know, and the and the cool thing is about it is that I had all of these figures when I was a kid. At some point, I had all four. <laughs> so just for, I mean, just for nostalgia purposes, this would be something that I think if if I was in a position to do so, I would plunk down one hundred and eighty dollars without even questioning it because I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One of my biggest things growing up as a kid, outside of He Man and Superman. I had all these figures, and nostalgia would probably prompt me to go and buy them again. And apparently, one hundred and thirty-eight people agree. Mm-hmm. So this one, if you're a gamer, again, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S giving you new reasons to never leave the house because it is still popular today just as much as it was when it was uh, out on the uh, on day one, release day. The enhanced versions of Grand Theft Auto V and GTA Online going to be coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S that comes out in November with all the enhancements, all the bells and whistles, and uh, safe to say... 60 frames per second on console. The definitive vision while we all still wait for some kind of word on GTA 6. But the fact that 5 is coming out, it's enhanced, it's going to look bitter, uh, bigger and better than ever, and it's going to play really well on home consoles, that'll make the wait a little less rough to a certain extent to be able to play this in the best way possible. Now, the blow's not quite so bad whenever they give us that little extra something-something. Oh, yeah. Well, and Here plus... 
Plus, I mean, I want to say this. Um, the developers behind GTA have been just doing, uh, Rockstar has just been doing some amazing work that and amazing support after all these years. They're still pumping content in. They're still maintaining servers. They're doing all this stuff. And in this additional work to polish up GTA V for a console re-release, yeah, absolutely flat-out amazing. Kudos to them for continuing to pour their support behind a game that has been out for quite some time. Uh, so... Once again, with the Infinity Gauntlet news, it just seems like they've been streamlining the Infinity Gauntlets lately, but uh, I'm okay with that because Lego has revealed their new Infinity Gauntlet set. Uh, it, it the first It's first appeared on Walmart. Um, it doesn't have a release date yet. Um, I don't know if it's got a price yet, but this guy looks really cool. And while I've pretty much stepped back from my Lego purchasing just due to the fact that they have gone up in price so much, Lego, you're killing me. Uh, I might actually have to fork out the money to have this one because um, it looks like a fantastic build. Well, and, and Tom Hughes did ask uh, on social media if it was wearable. Right now, looking at it, I don't think it is because it'd be one of those. Remember that video I showed you on YouTube of the old guy breaking the priceless artifact? Yeah. <laughs> It would be one of those situations where I could see you trying to put this on and it would just shatter into pieces. So I, I'm just going to go out there and put myself out there and say, no, don't don't wear it because this thing might shatter on you after you put in all the work. Unless you build it around your hand. Even then, like, like you wouldn't be able to piece it all together, I don't think. You might need some extra pieces. So go buy some extra pieces. Like, and maybe, yeah, just get, maybe. Get, get your seven-month-old to sit still for hours while you build it around their arm. <laughs> uh, Good luck with that, folks. Just saying. Yeah, I, I'm pumped for it. I'm really hopeful that they'll uh, they'll be affordable, slightly. You you may have an opinion on this. Um, I have not watched any of them in the series. I have no idea how many of them there are, but um, the final Hotel Transylvania film trailer is out. Um, and judging by the fact that nobody commented on it, nobody shared, I think the masses have made their statement in the nerd informants community that they just don't care about Drac being back, Adam Sandler attached, whatever. It's going to come out, and it's going to disappear. I, I hate to say it, but that's probably what's going to be happening. So, Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I kind of thought they were done with three. Like, I kind of thought they were just going to let it be. But they're, they're pretty much, the concept that they're taking is typically the concept you would see in a two or three movie but they've been able to hold off on doing it until the fourth movie, which basically they're turning all the humans in the movie into monsters and all the monsters into humans. So typically, if a, a franchise is suffering, you'll typically see that take place in the second or third movie. Hence, Shrek. I mean, they, they, they didn't even wait until you know the third movie to do that. They went ahead and knocked that out in the second one. Uh, but yeah, so Drac is going to become a fat, bald human. So... If you're excited to see what Adam Sandler's going to look like in about five years, uh, you'll want to see this movie. <laughs> uh, well said. So, uh, I'm sure you have an opinion on this because a lot of people freaked out because it was not made clear initially that this is going to be a sequel, well, the, not a reboot. The one thing I will say is that she does have the most awesome last name I've ever seen in my entire life. She does. And that name is Lindsay Beer, who has been tapped to direct the sequel to the 2019 Pet Cemetery reboot film. Uh, it's going to be debuting as an exclusive for the Paramount Plus streaming service. So you're only going to be able to watch it on that streaming service. So if you want to watch it anywhere else, you won't be able to. Paramount Plus. Uh, 
I, I, I think that they've got a lot of room to grow in that series. They left it at an ending that was unique and different from how it ended in the original Pet Cemetery film, as well as in the books, from what I understand. So the fact that they took the reboot film and led it in a different direction opens up the doors for potential growth. And I, I'm hoping that they're going to do this, they're going to do it right and just not, you know, be lazy with it. It'll be interesting. I mean, I found something to enjoy with the original, and uh, yeah, it's just hope Lindsay Beer can direct it and, and do a good job with it. Spider-Man No Way Home behind-the-scenes photos released online. We had those on our Facebook page, courtesy of Jacob Batalon, featuring himself and Tom Holland. Now, I was curious. Now, did these come from the uh, from the No Way Home set? I'm assuming so. Um, you know... Because Jacob has gone from being bald to having a full head of hair to, uh, I don't know if this is a wig in these photos, but uh, um, it, 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 it really paints an interesting picture because happy times in all these photos and everybody is uh, still kind of fueling the rumor that Jacob Batalon could potentially become the Hobgoblin in this particular film and life becomes difficult for, uh, for him and uh, Peter Parker. Yeah, so uh, the only way I, as we know, Jacob Adelon lost a lot of weight. Like the dude is really yeah. slimmed down. Like he's he's challenging me as far as weight loss goes. Um, but and so clearly, I can tell that these these were taken from the most recent film just for that reason. But yeah, I, I'm kind of curious to see because it looks like most of these pictures are taking place at the the school that they go to, the, the mm -hmm. academy that they're at. So it makes me curious because I didn't think we'd get really spend any time at the school in this one. You know, I really thought it'd be maybe like a glimpse of a day in life, like maybe him graduating finally as a senior or something. Uh, but it, these pictures say otherwise. So I guess we'll see when we finally get a real trailer. A good dynamic between these two characters. It'll be interesting to see where the story goes at this point right now. Final story and headline here for this episode of the Informants Nerdcast. Big money negotiations right here, Tim, between Amazon and MGM. Mm -hmm. And this one right now, Amazon, weeks into a negotiations, they kept this one quiet. There was no chatter anywhere about this. But they are in a deal to acquire MGM for about $9 billion, according to industry sources. And this deal apparently continues to move forward. It's not sealed yet. But it is in the serious discussion phases, according to reports that we followed up on and we've seen online. This could be very interesting. I mean, it's only a mere nine billion dollars. Like you know, yeah. eh, pocket change for these guys. It's a it's a it's a big library, and that does. I mean, MGM's library is vast. I mean, obviously, you go in there. Bond is attached to that as well. So that would give Amazon a huge boost in competition in the streaming market, wherever it is they want to take it. Uh, they'll certainly have a leg up in the realm of streaming. They'll have Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. They have Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. They'll have the world. Highly possible. Pretty sure Dick Van Dyke said that. Nerds and geeks, I tell you what, this is going to wrap up this edition of the Informants Nerdcast. And of course, you can stay connected to the Nerdcast in Season 2 as it continues on. Get the latest episodes on Spotify, on Google, Breaker FM. You can also get us on um, Apple Podcasts. We're there. Wherever you need us to be, we are there for you. So listen on your platform of choice. Also, do want to remind you as well that uh, you can continue to stay informed on all of our social channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just type in the handle Nerd Informants, and you'll be able to be informed wherever this Informants Nerdcast finds you. As Season 2 continues on, as Tim and I always say, fellow geeks and nerds, be, be informed. informed.
You've been informed by the Informants Nerdcast, presented by Nerd Informants Media. Find new episodes on Anchor Podcasting Services and stay connected to Nerd Informants on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram.